How's it going, Nicole? It's going good. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Awesome. So we're just going to wait for Michelle to get in and everything, and we'll start this. This is exciting. I'm really excited. I am too. I'm glad that I introduced you to this movie. I am psyched up for this. I've been wanting to do this for a while, so it's just good to know that I'm in good company that act with people that actually want to review this movie with me. Because I've, I've heard of this movie, I just have never seen it before. Oh, okay. So, has this been on one of the movies that you've been wanting to see, or is this one of the movies where, you know, that you're finally able to watch it? I think it's more I'm finally able to watch it. Um, I remember, like, as a kid, seeing the VHS cover a lot. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this movie, I think, on, like, the never-ending story on VHS. Yeah, probably something like that. And, you know, I remember when Blockbusters was around. So... Oh, yeah. So I rented it from Blockbusters. (laughs) And... The movie just stuck with me since, so it's actually good to know that this movie's actually on HBO Max right now. Yeah, see, it kind of has, like, a cult following. There's another uh, podcast I listened to called uh, We Hate Movies, and they did an episode on this, and it was like, we know this movie is bad, but we kind of grew up with it, so we have, like, a soft spot for it. Because they were still sort of dragging the movie to filth. Because it's a very weird movie. It's weird, but it's also got some really good humor with it. Mixed in with a little dark humor, though, as well. Yeah. <laughs> because it does, Because with Kenny's... With the older brother's uh, humor and everything in this film, he definitely has some dark humor, if you actually think about it. Yeah, it's like a, I mean, it starts out with, you know, the babysitter dying. Right. And then they're trying to figure out what to do after that. But anyways, I won't steal my own thunder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with it. But I'm excited. I know that Michelle's excited that I do. And here we go. We'll have some milk. Aww. You'll feel much better. Aw. Hey. She just Hi. spunked her head. She's fine. It was, it was more surprised than it was, you know. Oh. Uh, She's oh, okay. Poor baby. That's good. Um, yeah, but it, it, hurt, it hurts to uh, make kids Yeah, it does. You, you get over it. Really it really does. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm glad to actually have you on. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I know it's uh, kind of weird, though, because usually Rick's always... <laughs> Um, on the show with me and everything, and usually you're the one who's uh, having to take care of Willow and everything. So the roles kind of reverse. Yeah, the screaming child's usually in the background for me. And stuff. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I was telling Nicole, this movie. It, uh, by the way, everybody, if you guys are wondering what movie we're actually talking about, we're actually going to be reviewing. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, and this movie came out June seventh, nineteen ninety one. And also at a budget of $10 million mm-hmm. and made $25.1 million. So, like Nicole said earlier, when we were just talking amongst ourselves, that, you know, it didn't do that well at the box office. It does have a call following. And I'm just going to paint the scene for a minute. And then after that, we'll go into everybody else's viewpoints and stuff like that. All right. So, basically, this film is just about these kids who has his babysitter 
and because the mother's about to go off to Australia for the summer. And of course, Christina Applegate's character thinks that she's going to be able to do anything she wants because she's at the age of 17 or 18 years old and thinks that she can actually take care of the kids or Kenny will go on ahead and take care of the kids while she goes out to the beach and does whatever she wants to do. So I definitely love the plot point with that and all of a sudden just changes because all of a sudden the mother ends up getting a babysitter for them and then of course she winds up passing away and they don't know what to do with the body or anything like that. So they, I like how they actually try to figure out what they're going to do with the body and things like that. So let's go on ahead and get into this. Um, so this was actually Nicole's first time. So yep, I wanted to get her viewpoints for a minute and then we'll go to you, Michelle. And everything too. Okay. So I had never seen this movie, but I had heard of it. I had seen like the VHS back in the days of Blockbuster. Um, and uh, I didn't know this, but this was directed by Stephen, I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name right, Herrick, who did Bill and Ted's and Mighty Ducks. And I love both those movies. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And I was just, I think maybe it's because I'm older. I was sitting here. I'm like, these kids are awful. Oh my goodness. I feel bad for this mom and I saw the house and I'm like how did the house get this bad I know she has five kids but like and I mean it was interesting to watch it because it also felt very peak 80s slash 90s like very I 90s. think this might have kind of been inspired by oh yeah it just screams 90s because not just in the plot but like the way you got the big hair and the way they're dressing and fashion and everything and um it reminds me a little bit of like Home Alone in a way mm-hmm. And I think it might have been inspired by that just because, like, see, like, yeah, the mom's going away to Australia for, like, I think two months. And she's just leaving the kids at home. Because, I mean, back then, you probably couldn't just take your kids to Australia with you. And it's obvious mom just was like, I need a break. I need to get the heck out. I need a vacation. And then, you know, the babysitter shows up. Now, what I thought originally is that one of the kids accidentally would kill the babysitter. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> Well, technically, if you actually think about it, Kenny was the one who killed the babysitter. His room was so disgusting. That's true. Oh, when she goes into the <laughs> she like had a heart attack right then and there. I kind of don't like because, <laughs> 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 like, what happens is she's this old lady. I forget her name. I think it started with an S. But she goes into Kenny's room when he's not there, and Kenny is like your typical rebel teenager and there's metal posters everywhere pot posters semi-naked chicks and she's just losing her mind it is the funniest thing i've ever seen we're watching it last night and rick says to me that looks just like my room when i was a teenager (laughs) and i was like you know what that looks just like my room when i was a teenager so like game on (laughs) that's great Because that was actually like my room, though, too. Oh my goodness! I mean, I maybe because less I had, food, but yeah, agreed, agreed. But I was a metalhead, still am a metalhead, so I definitely had some of those, probably those posters that she might actually uh, be disgusted by. See, I got uh, into metal later in my life. I just had like anime posters all over my wall because I was a major nerd, still am. Same, but um, yeah, I found this movie. 
I think again, since I'm an adult, I was a little more frustrated, but I kind of actually did like the end where the kids just kind of finally got their act together. Well, and my whole thing too with that was that the mother was leaving for vacation for two months and I was like, let's be real. What mother could leave her five children home alone for two months, yeah. even with a babysitter? Right. She, she'd have been dead no matter what when they came back. That's a, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. And a matter of fact, Mrs. Doric is actually the babysitter's name. Just wanted to clarify that. That's what's her name. Okay. But, you know, I could just see Mrs. Doric, you know, she smokes cigarettes. I could see her going through about 20 packs of cigarettes on one day. <laughs> Probably. The whole entire With that voice of hers. <laughs> well, and then, my, and then my second thought was after the the mother disappears when they finally do get their act together, those kids. Like, you know, it's the same week the mom came home. Like, Christina Applegate was working the whole time, sure. (laughs) But, like, Kenny just cleaned up, and the kids finally got the house in order, and they all just did it, like, literally for the party at the end. Mm -hmm. So they were, like, they were, like, a mess for, what, six, seven out of eight weeks yeah, Probably. they were a mess. Okay, so like, see, what happens is as soon as the mom leaves, this babysitter, she's old. I think she's like, Definitely. what, in her 90s maybe? And all of a sudden she becomes like a warden and it starts like demanding the kids do all this stuff. Like, I, okay, <laughs> I wrote this down because I thought this was funny is I think it's the youngest killed, Walter. He's obsessed with TV. Yep. And he's watching some game Pictionary. show in... Yeah, and the babysitter comes in and she's like, TV rots your brain, and she grabs a book off the shelf and goes, I want to report on the aardvark. And I'm like, how old do you think this kid is that he knows how to read and write? And she's like, and I want it first thing in the it morning. Was, like, and of all those things, I'm like, lady. it was so funny, and I'm like, in the was, morning, how old is this Right, kid? like, he's going to write his right. ABCs and be like, is this what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see him in the middle of like summer school, like when he goes back to school. So, what did you do? I learned what the Ozark was. <laughs> How did you learn about that? Oh, Mrs. Doric took away my TV privileges. I'm pretty sure that kid was not going to do that no matter what. No. 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 Oh, my God. And then, okay. Yeah. Oh. Like, and, see, and here's the thing. Even I didn't no dress up like up that. Like, that. like, even for, like, Sunday. <laughs> no. I'm like, she looks mm-hmm. like a doll. And I'm like, where did you get those clothes? Because that is what, like, a doll Like, my wears. size Barbie. Well, Especially, yeah, with the big bow. I was like, nobody actually dresses like that. Not since the 1950s or 60s, you know? I mean, Mrs. Stork was definitely in the old time days. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. it's fair, actually. I think I but had then, a see, picture wait, of me. But, like, you got to figure this is, like, 94 in a dress like that. But it was, mm-hmm. like, you know, for one of those terrible JCPenney photo shoots. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Your mom would drag you there and be like, you got to look Yeah, with this spit napkin. Uh, <laughs> I'm never, yeah. Yeah, I'm never <laughs> doing that with my kids. Okay, but see, what really got me is then Zach, who I think is, like, the third youngest, is... He's on a date. He's sitting in this car with this girl and calls her his moon yes, goddess. And yes. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what? No kid would ever say And I'm say over here this. like, I'm 30 and I still ain't been called a moon goddess. <laughs> right? I've been called like a, my fiance calls me a princess. 
Like that's the only, he's never called me a goddess. If he called me a goddess, I'd kind of look at him like, why did you call me that? It's just so odd. And then <laughs> Sturrock like, comes to the window and says, little boy should be in bed. And then looks at the girl and goes, and little Trollope should go home. And I'm like, <laughs> You're gonna give this girl a compliment. Oh, gee, she did what for the sure. Heck? She ran off to mm-hmm. like, peace. I don't yeah, blame her for out. running. <laughs> I would have ran too. Because, you know, it kind of reminds me of Alfalfa and Darla oh, in a way. That's a good comparison. <laughs> that whole entire scene. And, you know, and all of a sudden he goes, You're my moon goddess, Cynthia. And I was wondering, <laughs> how old is he but, supposed to be? Like 11 or 12? I yeah, don't know, I but so. But I'm like, where are you learning right. all this? Are you really like your and also like novels when she's was- <laughs> like I'm a '90s kid, so but I don't remember at 11 or 12 even like dating. Yeah, no, same I here. wasn't. I didn't date until like I got into high school. I was maybe 14 when I dated. Right, maybe I think, 13, yeah, like 13, 14, it- I guess. But like, even still, it wasn't like right. hanging out we- in a car by ourselves. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we would do like double dates like the parents would you know be there but it would be like you and some oh, see, friends like dating you back, know, it's not back then to me was like date. you walked through the mall together yeah 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 <laughs> and he's like uh, i also whose right. car was that <laughs> well the mom the mom because right. she took a cab to the airport although That's that right, was weird because then they were complaining <laughs> about when the car got oh. stolen yeah, yeah so right. yeah um okay oh, then I wanted to touch something real quick on something. You know how the shuttle bus comes over to the house to pick up the mother? Yeah. Get this. Over at New Orleans at the time, they actually Mm -hmm. did have a shuttle bus that would actually, you can actually meet the shuttle bus over in Slidell or on the coast. And they would actually pick Mm -hmm. up uh, that person and take them to the airport. So that is actually pretty much... Uh, non-fiction on that part as far as the shuttle bus Although, coming in there can i point because... out she literally got into that shuttle bus yeah. with a purse and a briefcase for a two-month trip that's right she did i was she like she, i thought she else. was it's yeah. the 90s the 90s you still got <laughs> one outfit <laughs> dang <laughs> okay so then of course um i think it's like after kenny yeah because okay so there's this one scene i wrote i'm like I, i'm like where did kenny get a pot plant because kenny the young, the oldest boy just comes home and he's like, la la la, putting up my pot plant <laughs> while Sue Ellen and the other kids go to confront Miss Sturek and Sue Ellen goes in and she's like trying to talk to her but then Miss Sturek's not saying anything. She goes over and pushes Miss Sturek and she falls over. She has died. We don't exactly know how she died but she is dead. Natural causes. And I kind of felt like the kids were being a little too <laughs> calm just... about there being a dead woman in their house. Well, Kenny was like, stone, mm-hmm, so he we're going to cover her up with this. That's a good point. I think Kenny's stone for like 75% of the movies. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think, did they take her into one of the kids' room and cover her up? Because I remember them covering her up like with sheet, some like, like a terrible sheet. sheet. Yeah. And then like Walter lifts it up and goes, she doesn't look dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of that scene right there. It's like, she doesn't look dead. And then they're like, well, what does a dead person actually look like? Or it's I like, don't well, know. that's because she's then, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but she's going to be a zombie priest. Oh, <laughs> like, she's still fresh. But you know, that, I, I want to say that scene was actually in the same room because 
I don't think they could actually physically move the body at that yeah, point because they're still. Not. Because remember, they just go in ahead. They get the uh, the blanket, the finish sheet, and everything, and they put it over her. Mm-hmm. What I want to see is them trying to put the her trunk. inside that yeah. uh, trunk that they have. I I was like, <laughs> I, how how did she fit? Because that trunk wasn't that big. And, but what got me is, didn't they leave her in front of like the? Uh, what the was mortuary. it? A, a funeral, a funeral. Yeah, mortuary. And there was a note. There was a note on it that said, "Old, nice old lady, <laughs> nice old lady, died of." Did they say like sweet <laughs> old lady died of natural causes? <laughs> and yes, yeah. And I was like, like, I can't believe they wrote that she was a sweet old lady. Like she was nasty. Yeah, they hated her. It was more of a sarcasticness, though, to Probably. it. It's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. But see, then I think what got me is like these guys did. Yes, call I, the I was thinking the same thing when I saw it. I was like, wouldn't they like? But I guess you know what? They honestly, they brought it in. They found all that money that she had had on her that the mother yeah. left. They're like, yeah, this and is. They were like, this exactly. Is and they were like, yo, if we call the cops, they're taking all of that. And see, like I've noticed right. in like a lot of movies that were made for kids back in the eighties and the nineties, it's like the cops just don't exist in these worlds. Because if the cops did, all the problems would like be solved. Oh, so- I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge something though too. Whenever Sue Ellen starts getting the job, because oh yeah, like this, you need to actually have your social security number to apply. You know, I was thinking that myself, yeah, but I was like, I wonder if like early nineties, if that was as important then. That's a good. Mm, that's point. actually a good they point. Might have had to start doing that because, see, I, I listened to another podcast called "We Hate Movies," and they did an episode on this, and they were like, uh, "Where's her? So- Why didn't she like give her her social security social security card?" I'm like, "She's right because like you need a social security card for almost yeah, but I feel like that's days, more like, present you know, to get day. a driver's license. I feel like that's that. more since the internet really mm-hmm. became a popular thing when you know identity theft like went rampant. Whereas in the early nineties, mm-hmm. who had a computer in their house, almost no one. Yeah, that's true. I, th- I think you you might be right. But see, like I told him, I had said uh, I thought this movie was going to be about oh, like one of the kids accidentally killed the babysitter, and it's about them trying to like hide her body, make sure it's no actually one like out. a super minor realize... part of the movie. Yeah, it's it really is. about right. them growing because like as the rest of it is like oh my gosh. Yeah, but like, see, what happens is the mom left him enough money to last two months, but when they go to get groceries, they open up the envelope and it's empty. So, you know, they have no food. So in order to, you know, make sure they don't starve and don't die, Sue Ellen, who is the oldest and is played by Christina Applegate, goes to get a job. And the first place she gets a job at is, uh, <laughs> what else is it called? It is yeah, so circus bizarre. Dog. We could do a whole episode about this weird restaurant because it's just and it's you know. Oh it, my god, that is you just know what creepy, it reminds though. me of. Um, remember the Keenan Kel skit they used to do? Uh, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Oh, yeah. Good Burger, home of <laughs> it. Kind of does. Welcome to Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather eat I mean... a Good Burger though, because this place looked really gross right. to me. Because first of all. Like, you know, oh, the um, chili dog. It's like, it's, yeah, the chili is <laughs> yeah. disgusting. And I don't even like chili, but I was looking at that. I'm like, chili's not no, supposed to look like that. That, that is not rank no, chili. Definitely not. And then the girl next and- to Sue Ellen is eating sunflower seeds and spitting them out. And I'm like, that would not be allowed. She would get fired for doing that. Yeah, but you're still thinking present day, right. girl. 
We got to go back to the 90s. That is true. I am. <laughs> we got to do it right. here. A manager. That manager was the manager. out. Oh, my gosh. He just screams stranger For real, danger. he does. Right. Because he's like, you're doing one thing wrong. You forgot to put on a smiley face. <laughs> and and you know what, though? It's. It's that whole entire restaurant is kind of creepy, though, in its own way. It makes you think that uh, Pennywise would actually be working as a fast food <laughs> worker because of the yeah. way that it's actually set up. We were actually but... watching it, and Willow was watching it too. And as soon as she saw, like, it's like one of the clowns in the yeah, the really creepy like clown in the corner, and we were right. like, "Oh, it's just a clown," and she's like, "That's a clown." <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> See, what that reminded me of was Killer Clowns from Outer Space because there's sort of like a similar restaurant in that movie. So that I, never I was getting that. Killer Clown vibes from that. But also, oh, you should. It's on Netflix. But I'm, <laughs> I work at a Build-A-Bear and my manager is very, you know, happy and upbeat, but it's a Build-A-Bear. You can't be mad at, at Build-A-Bear. It's like one of the easiest no. jobs in the world. But like, Sue Ellen's working at Clown Dog with this nasty chili and this creepy manager. How is she supposed to be happy well, at there? Least Brian this was guy there. is just uh... exactly. Oh yeah, they Brian literally, is like they literally like they lock eyes like the first second after meeting, and it's instant love. And you're like, "Yep." Rick's like Rick was because Rick had never seen it, and yeah, it's he, gonna be cute. He saw them. Mm-hmm. Rick was like was when Rick's he saw response? them like look at each other. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna get together," and I was like, "Duh." <laughs> 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 it's the 90s we already know but... sort of 90s like boyish quality that was like always always in movies that were like aimed towards teen girls it's like i just like uh, he's gonna be the romantic lead and yeah but right. at least he wasn't like the romantic bad boy he was like oh, the yeah. romantic hero right <clears throat> yeah he was actually probably the smartest character in this movie to be honest Agreed, because he was always asking Sue Ellen questions and always wondering about yeah, her. He knew something was and the, why was he was such a mystery? Wow, Every, all the adults don't even ask questions. Well, like, and you know what's like hilarious that. is like Sue Ellen literally went from being like a seventeen-year-old wanna party girl to like a top-of-the-line businesswoman, thirty-year-old in like two days. It's exactly. Amazing. I mean, like, I'm jealous. Okay, so people who I'm don't it's a transformation. About, see what ha- see what happens is, like, I think it's Sue Ellen's first day at Clown but, Dog. She's like, screw this. She quits and then fakes a resume and goes to this like um sort of upscale like a uh, clothing. It's like a fashion place, design. Company. Yeah, Beverly Hills clothing line. Yeah, and she yeah. was applying for a receptionist job. And uh, right away, I wrote this down. My words is the receptionist is a bitch. <laughs> And she is. like, here's the thing: Carol. there was no reason for her to be that rude. And I was like, "What? What's yeah. wrong with you?" She was like, she was like the Karen of the whole entire yeah. uh, secretary business. Apparently, <laughs> she was like the Karen. She, I call her the Karen. I, and I mean, it works out okay. pretty well because her name but, was Carol, so it was like Carol, Karen. Yeah. Right. And see. Right. Um. So since but, uh, Sue I, Ellen thinks her. Oh. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. But yeah, I, but I like how Sue Ellen does fake her resume, how she doctors it up, and how she, and Kenny even calls her out on it, though, too. Oh, yeah. 
and don't forget how she actually got the how she even had to apply for the job and everything too how she actually had to find a job was because Kenny and her both flipped on a pizza <laughs> Mama Celeste to get to figure out well, who was going to get real, a job if Kenny got a job it would not have been good <laughs> Oh, God. no, it would probably have been jail. like Hot Topic or <laughs> Marijuana Field. I or honestly something. could see Kenny working you know? at the circus dog for like life. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Him getting high with the smiley face yeah, guy. And I could see that life happening. Good. The clown dog just but... it combusts, it sets a blaze. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, see, but uh, also, too, um, you know the resume part. Whenever he comes in there and everything goes, are you are you uh, faking the resume? Are you making that up? Because no, I'm just adding a few glamorous <laughs> parts to it. <laughs> so the thing is, she did it so well because the head of like the boss lady comes in. She's like, oh hey, you should be my personal assistant, and she gets this really good like high paying job. Now I know you know this is '90s logic and everything, but I'm like. How well did she fake that resume? Did she really make it look that authentic and real that it totally fooled us? Well, and so my thought process was like, this adult woman has never, ever Mm. before had to be the one to look at a resume. So when she looked at this very fake resume, she totally just took it as truth. Whereas somebody in the hiring department probably would have been like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, um, her name is Rose. She's uh, Sue Ellen's boss. And Rose, while she seems nice, she also seems a little scatterbrained. Just a, just little, a little bit. <laughs> hmm And kind of naive, though, too. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking, though, too, with that? Like, you guys were actually talking about with the resume mm-hmm. part. I was thinking she wanted anybody besides Carol oh, to have that position. Say that. So she was desperate. So... She even tells Sue Ellen this. She goes, you know, Carol was supposed to have the administrative assistant Mm -hmm. job. But I don't want her. I want you. And she doesn't even look at the resume, doesn't question it, because anybody but her would have been perfect for that position. Yeah. She could get get Brian from Clown Dog to be in that (laughs) position. Yeah. And she'd be totally happy with it. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of get it because Carol just doesn't even really seem like she would be a good assistant because well, so, she's so. And see, and I was honestly surprised that there, because there was another girl that said she had applied for the job, and she actually winds up doing like all of Sue Ellen's work while she's at that yeah. company. And in my head, I was always like, "Wow, that mm-hmm. stinks for her. She should have really been the one to get that job." Yeah, and she loved it. Her. She loved that she was being forced to do all of this extra work. I know she doesn't realize right. she's being used, and I'm like, honey, know. no, <laughs> someone save her. And then I guess to celebrate, they go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know how they got the money. Um, but then I guess they didn't lock the car because they go out to leave. Three drag queens who have, yeah. we've never seen a drag queen before <laughs> come out of nowhere and are like, we're going to steal this car. And one of them's dressed, I think, as Marilyn Monroe. Another one's dressed up as Liza Minnelli. Uh-huh. And they just they get in the car, and they're gone. And I'm like, that was random. We never see them again, by the way. They just they so, <laughs> so Rick saw say. that part, and he was and like, then, what just happened? And I was like, three drag queens just stole the car. And he's like, but why? And I was like, no. <laughs> there's no, there is no reason. There is no why. It's 
It's just the 90s. There's no question. <laughs> and it's just to add that dramatic uh, part to it. It's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? We have no ride to go back home. So what are we going to do? We're stranded out in this parking lot. We need to call our mother. Panic arises in them and stuff like that. So that's what I got out of that. Then all of a sudden, the gods, the fast food gods, and open Brian. their pearly gates. <laughs> and she calls the hero. Brian. The romantic hero. <laughs> And see, Brian's in this big old truck, and that it's got like the you know the spots, and, and it has um, and it's got a red nose, and it's just uh, it's, it was so perfect, and uh, it was hilarious. Brian to save the day. Thank God for Brian, Brian the hero. Right. And then, yeah. And then okay, we we go back to like you know we go back to the workplace. The receptionist is still being just the biggest dick in the world and once again i'm like just improve your attitude okay come on this is why you didn't well really how did she say a receptionist because i mean receptionists generally have to have personal skills yeah if i was coming in and that receptionist was being rude to me i would have just left and be like nope we're not doing business and i don't know how she was keeping her job maybe she's I don't know, good with computers or something, or but we see that like Sue Wellen really doesn't know what she's doing. She go- Okay, now I had to double check this because when I was watching the movie, she goes to a fax machine. Poor girl can't work the fax machine <laughs> and the fax machine burps. And I was like, did I hear that right? And so I rewound it and I was right, the fax machine burps. And I was just like, okay, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to question things anymore. It's only going to make my head work, like hurt. I was just like, let's just move on. And then this is where the, I forget the name of the character, but she's got this like really squeaky voice, but she's like, I'm just going to, and Sue Ellen's like, hey, can you do this for me? And she's like, sure thing. I don't care that I'm being used. I'm going to do this work anyway. What is her so name? Like, I don't, now I feel bad that I don't even know her name. She does remember. all the, I'm that's why up. she didn't get the job is because she's like unmemorable. There you go. Kathy. You're right. That's her name. And I yep. think this is also where that other dude comes in who, like, becomes Carol's, like, henchman or something. Yeah, the, the Bill from Finance. I forget what his name is, finance. but there was another dude that came Bill in. from Finance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just looked like a douche. He had that hair, the way he was dressed. I'm like, right. he's, he's going to be a jerk. And I was right. And then... Don't forget, too, we also have the guy who's actually the Gus. person who sexually harasses... Oh, God. Uh, women on the job, guys. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about this really quick, but nobody can tell that Sue Willen is, you know, not an adult, including Gus, who is Rose, the boss's boyfriend. And I'm, I'm now, I, I, I'm not gonna like shame Sue Willen for this because Gus is like, hey, let's go to lunch. Now she, she doesn't realize, you know, this guy has ulterior motives, and she's like, you know what, I'm hungry, let's go eat. And they go, and he just comes on to her right out the bat, very forwardly. It's like, Right. And it is. And see, the thing is, Sue Ellen knows. As soon as he, like, starts talking about, like, cheating on Rose, she's like, her guard is up. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Because, like, she's like, I know something is up. Because he just, like, Gus doesn't have any pretense. He's like, yeah, I might try to sleep with you. And she's like, what? And he was just like, yeah. With the show and then he's, like, being passive aggressive with it, though, too. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait. No, um, it, I didn't mean anything Right. Like if that. you wanted uh, it to mean that, it did. Um, but if you didn't, then it didn't. Me- Right, like every sexually harassment male ever. It would, and like right. the thing is, is again, he is Rose's boyfriend. She's the boss, and I'm like, doesn't and like, see, I was thinking, 
I mean, I know a lot of like sexual harassers don't think that far ahead, but I'm like, you're dating the person who's in who owns like this company. Um, don't you think you're sort of playing? Well, with I think he's pretty high up in the company himself, so I don't think that he was worried about it. True. However, mm-hmm. like on the part of Sue Ellen, what if she did go for it and then Rose found out? That's Sue Ellen's job. So I yeah. mean, I mean, right. in his and in his mind, he should have thought that through a little bit better in the sense of. Even if she did like me and did want me, which she has zero interest in him, would be that, well, maybe she wants her or needs this job. Yeah. Right. But that's just it goes to show you how much Gus is a womanizer and he just doesn't care. He wants what he wants and he'll try to do anything he wants because he knows that he can get his way. But... And you know what else, though, that actually draws him to her even more? Anything that, from his perspective, from a womanizer's perspective, is this. What he can't have is what he wants. And what he can't have, he wants it even more. Yeah, so he probably thinks she was, like, plain hard to get. Well, especially because even Rose says at one point, like, she's been playing hard to get with the whole him taking her on. Uh, vacation to like a long weekend getaway type thing. Exactly. To some island and stuff like that just to get away. And even he did that to uh, well he also said the same thing though too about getting away with Sue Ellen as well. So he's been using that tactic for a while and everything but i really felt like you know the chemistry with all that scene and everything really worked really well yeah it did and uh, And i think that's what made it creepy especially whenever it did it made it very creepy not only that but you know we're actually dealing with a 17 18 year old girl who's pretending to be someone in her 40s and all the you know it's something innocent about her and then all of a sudden it turns into something totally different than she Mm -hmm. expected that's something that I really liked about how grown up she actually was was at yeah. that time. Like she started to like she realized you know? right away it's like this is dangerous and I shouldn't you know give in to him. So I was you know I was proud of her in that moment because it seems like right. she does really do a lot of growing up through the course of the movie. Um, you know she like gets home to like relax. Kenny and his friends are being dicks. They got the poor dog high, and I'm like, somebody Aww. save this dog. Oh, my gosh. Their dog, Elvis. I felt sorry for Elvis. I'm like, somebody save him. And I, I was too. just thinking, I, I really First agree story, with there, Nicole, that, that she oh. really does, like, immediately start maturing as soon as she gets this job and is in a, power, in a position of more power than she's ever been. And now she's trapped as the breadwinner, even in the sense that mm-hmm. when she brings home the petty cash, she buy, bought like immediate necessities and then yep. of course you know the other children start stealing the money out of the petty cash which she doesn't realize oh yeah but... we're gonna get into that soon right exactly and then like the fact that she's so mature in her mind to know that that money has to be paid back and you know because like mm-hmm. honestly how many kids at that age don't even know what the petty cash would be for yeah like right right all they see is the money so they have no concept of the fact that this money is petty cash and if she's used at a a different angle she could get in trouble and also too we also saw a little bit of that from 
the moon goddess uh, kid uh, trying to steal oh, yeah. from his mom's yeah. pocketbook at the very beginning. So she mm-hmm. busted him. See, like, the thing is, but, is, you know, I feel like as soon as Sue Wellen realizes that they don't have the money and she, you know, when she, like, quits, you know, Clown Dog, she's like, oh, there has to be somebody to watch out for the kids. They can't do anything. They're too young to get jobs, you know? So it's like, she's the, and she's like, I can't trust Kenny, obviously. Because, I mean, see, after she takes a bath, she comes into Kenny's room and she's like, can you guys keep the music down? And then she's like, Kenny, can you do the dishes? And instead of being, you know, a sane, (laughs) rational kid, Kenny somehow finds a gun and he shoots the plates. Where did he get the terrible? He's like a perfect shot. He hit every dish. I know. And I'm just like, again, where did he get this gun? You know what's funny? He reminds me of my friend Stormy and everything. He used to show up to high school high oh all the goodness. time because he just got smoked some weed. He's like, hey, bro, <laughs> man, I just got smoking some doobie, man, and everything. It was fucking great, dude. And I don't even remember even coming out of the parking <laughs> lot, dude. But it was fucking amazing. And that's what Kenny reminds me of. He reminds me so much of my he friend really Stormy. He really is like the typical There's... young stoner. And I mean, like, normally I wouldn't have a problem with exactly. that. But he's just so irresponsible. It's like, I get it. You're a kid. You're rebelling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every once in a while you have to stop rebelling and just, you know, help your mom out with the house just once. It's not going to kill you to do the dishes. Well, and if you know, if you notice, like, when the mom is still there, no. it's like, like you said, like, it's pretty bad, but like by what by this point in the movie, mm-hmm. it's so piled up with disgusting. There's no counter yeah. left. There's like no mm-hmm. clean dishes in the whole house, which is weird because there was no food to begin with. So like, oh yeah. So like, what are you eating and using all these dishes no. for? <laughs> I remember there was a, a scene where the kids are like, we're hungry, and so Sue Ellen just got this big bowl, filled it with some Captain Crunch yeah. and milk, and she's like, bye guys! It's like a decorative bowl, like, well, it's so huge. She tried. <laughs> they, they ate. Right. Of... It's like, well, she's I don't like, have what time to deal want? with this shit, so here you go. Like, who's making you a steak at 7 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> And also, <laughs> girls, exactly. steak is expensive. You're not getting a whole steak to yourself either. Well, well, back in those days, though, steak was actually inexpensive compared to how it is today. But also, too, well, someone on a fixed income, I could actually understand. Well, too, and they all wanted three different things, well. though. Was the like big that time. like who? What what mom yeah, is right. getting up and making three different meals for three different kids before she goes and works an eight and a half hour day? Yeah, and Sue Ellen's like, yeah, I don't, like, Sue Ellen, you exactly. can tell, she's like, I really don't have time for this. I'm just going to make them some cereal. Hey, and they were fed. That counts. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, really, the rest of the movie is, like, Sue Ellen dealing with work. You know, Gus is, okay, like, she goes into work, and she's like, oh, roses. And she looks to the letter, and guess who sent her roses? Gus, the resident creep. And he sees no problem with mm-hmm. this because I think he didn't he give her tickets to something too. Yeah, he gave her. I forgot what it was for, but he gave her concert tickets or something. And as a matter of fact, Sue Ellen actually had to hide them behind her back because oh, that's yeah. when Rose shows up and she gives the roses like, like the oh, girl, Rose can't God. see this. Oh yeah, right. 
She played that well. She played that off very well. Because I think he realized, Uh, one, she can't accept this gift because it's from an adult man who is cheating on his girlfriend, but also Rose is her boss. If Rose gets any hint of there being some sort of affair between Sue Ellen and Gus, she loses the job. And she can't at this point. She needs it so the kids don't end up dying. Which is such a shame, too, because like we said, it wasn't like she was Um, accepting any of these you know, forward motions from Gus, Gus at all. Yeah, she was smart, like, No, right absolutely not. Because, like, I was happy the director didn't go, like, you know, Sue Ellen's like, oh, he's so mature and everything, and yeah. I was like, I, if he had done that, I think I just would have lost my mind, but Sue Ellen is smart enough to know, like, this guy is a creep, um, this is a bad thing. Oh, and also, I think this is around the time we find out that Carol, the rude receptionist, is the big sister of Brian, the clown dog guy who Sue Ellen is having a relationship guy. with. Right, because because she walks in and she's eating, yeah, she's eating the you know the disgusting chili dog from the circus uh, dog or whatever, and she's like she's like, where'd you get that? Right, like very very non smoothly, and she's like, my brother drives the circus dog truck. Right, is that okay with you? And- uh, again, so rude for no reason. <laughs> and it's weird because Brian's sweet. I'm like, how the two are you related? Because one of these people is like the spawn of Satan and the other one's a perfect little angel. How did this happen? Well, if you think well, if you think about it though too, it's what's that movie with uh I'm trying to think. It's I'm trying to think of the it's this girl movie, I forgot what the name of it is, is where they're all snotty girls and everything. She has that mean kind girls? of vibe going on it's... and everything too. And mean girls, that's she, it. She has that, that mean girls attitude. Does remind me a lot of like Regina George, just with the way she's so snarky. And see, mm-hmm. the Kathy, the, the lady who did like I think it was called the Huey right. report. She was sick, and she comes in. She's like, yep. I finished it, and Carol takes it. And then Carol thinks like, oh, this is the perfect way to screw with Sue Ellen. And she comes up and she's like, here's a QED report done by Kathy. But Rose is like, oh, that's great. Sue Ellen, you know how to delegate. That's amazing. And Carol's just like, you can tell, you know, she's internally combusting. She's like, are you kidding me right now? Because <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to get that done on top of everything like, else that we have going this genius. morning. <laughs> like, meanwhile, she hasn't done a single thing herself. That is true. Not at this point. No. Now, it mentions the, um, I don't know if they still do this, but there's something called petty cash where there's like some extra cash lying around and how Sue Ellen has been providing for her family is she's been stealing from the petty cash. Now, she is smart enough to be like, I'll pay this back. They, she knows that if they uh, find out she's stealing it, she can go to jail. Right. And then the dumbass kids decide to steal from her. Walter buys a Fancy for like nineties, fancy entertainment <laughs> system. Oh god, it's and so then bad. the little Casanova <laughs> Zach buys a diamond ring for his girlfriend. Now keep in mind, Zach is not <laughs> an adult, like right? not even a teen. And he buys her like I think right. the, the girl says like a Zaza diamond. And I think Sue Ellen should have freaked out more about yeah. that. She was like just like I'd have like, been at that girl's house. Like, you brought her. She should have. Oh yeah, I would have pulled him there. It's like you give me that ring, Zach. You're breaking up with her. Don't contact us again. And that Bye. and that system. Oh my God, is that dated? 
Like, <laughs> wow, does that make us feel old? Because, like, I remember yes, having really the TV set up like that in my living room. I mean, okay, my that was like the that king of all systems, but it was so dated. Oh yeah, and, but see, now right. Richard's like obsessed with TV. That's all he does is watch TV. And I guess when they get the system, something doesn't work. And he's like, Kenny, I need your help with the TV antenna. He's like, yeah, do it yourself. Now, okay, so Walter, I think, has a few screw, screws loose. He is not the brightest light bulb in the bunch because he gets a ladder to get on top of the house. And, well, what happens? He ends up falling off of the house and breaking his leg. Arm. I thought it was his and arm. Now, I know Walter's a kid. Maybe it is his leg. Is his arm or his leg? Oh, wait, no, it was his arm. I can't remember. No, it was, yeah. No, no, it was actually oh, his right. leg because remember, yeah. he actually has the question. I remember when uh, Kenny looks out the window, he sees Walter. Walter's holding his leg. And this is, I think, finally when Kenny stops being such a selfish little prick because he was like, you could tell when he sees Walter on the ground, he's like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, I mean, I really think that whole thing was kind he wasn't watching I actually do love, though, when they so I think so too. They call Sue Ellen at work to let her know that her quote, mm-hmm. quote unquote son is in the hospital. <laughs> and Sue mm-hmm. Ellen has exactly like the mother reaction. And it's oh, like yeah. it really shows how much at this point she's not only matured in the workforce as going from teen to 30 year old career woman, but she's also going from teen sister to mom because she mm-hmm. she literally like she gets on the right phone and she's like oh my and, god is he okay mm-hmm. i'm on yeah yeah i'm on my way and as she's running out of the door she's like she's like my son broke his broke his leg and and they look at her and they're like your son and she's like yeah it's a long story i'm divorced bye like <laughs> <laughs> And then, see, even the doctor, when, um, see, Kenny is there, because, of course, you know, Kenny probably rushed him to the hospital, and the doctor's like, is this your son, too? He's like, oh, no, he's my stepson. That's why we have such a strange relationship. But I do think, like, I have just, I really hated Kenny throughout this entire movie until, you know, Walter comes through. He gets down, he's like, Walter, well, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. And he does seem like he's genuinely sorry. Like, he does feel bad. Right. And I'm like, finally. Right, but also too, my favorite things that Kenny is doing is I love whenever he's trying to pick yeah. up culinary, <laughs> when he's trying to learn how to bake and everything, which I find I did funny. I find that funny. He makes like, like you know, I guess this was back in the. Oh yeah, and then he starts getting really good. He makes a right. roast for the kids one night. Like, see what happens after this is that you know, she's like. um the comp- there's something going on with the company, but Sue Ellen comes up with this great idea to save it, and then she's like, we're going to have this fashion show at my house, and she basically says, alright, here's the deal. You guys help me clean up this shitty house, or we're all going to jail. If I go down, I am taking you with me, and I guess that finally just got them to stop being little mm-hmm. shits, because they all band together and start cleaning up the house. Exactly. Well, and a big starts, part, like, cooking a big part them. of why they have right? the party, the you know, the party at her house was because all the petty cash was gone. So, so uh, Rose was like, oh, do you have enough money in the petty cash to pay for and book like a, like a, like a venue? 
And she was like, oh, that's so impersonal. Let's just have it at my great house, which is disgusting. <laughs> but the thing is, when they clean oh, it up, it actually totally looks really right. nice. It's totally a flip. It's like but a Pixar Chainsaw Master so House. Funny because the party is literally the two-month marker that the mother's been gone. Or just shy mm-hmm. of it, whatnot. And, and right. it's like... They make it seem like mm-hmm. this whole family grew up so much in this time. But like I had said, Sue Ellen's really the only one that made a huge change quickly. All of the other ones were still living yeah. in filth up until, what, three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love the slow transformation of those characters because if it happened right away, we wouldn't have had... That, tra- that story arc with right. Kenny oh, and him cleaning up and then the kids cleaning up. So I'm glad See, I, I love the steps that they actually went through that. Homemaker because he's like watching Julia Child and learning how to cook and there's this scene where <laughs> Sue Ellen comes home and Kenny's getting all mad at her because he's like, I had to feed the kids and put him to bed and I'm like, guys, y'all are brother and sister. Please they did. They went, they totally really turned crazy. into a, like a married couple. And I thought, right. And that's where, that's where it actually like really had bothered me that the transformation went so quickly was because Kenny's literally saying things like, you never take me out to dinner. You never take me for a ride in the car. And I'm like, you never take her out to dinner. Like oh when did they ever go out to dinner? <laughs> I mean, they went to Chuck E. Cheese, right. but I don't think but that counts. It's, it's weird. It's, it's awkward because so it's brother though. sister. I thought, yeah, if, it had been, if they hadn't been related, right, it would have exactly. been funny, but I'm just but, like, no, y'all are related. Right. Please stop. I agree. Please right. stop. Right. I agree with you on that. Uh, but let me just say this. Remember when oh. you got, she said, I didn't <laughs> oh, ask like, you to fluff the, the flowers couch. or something? Sift the couch. And then she goes, Ugh. well, it needed it. Right. Right, that's it. I couldn't remember what it was, but <laughs> and then what was the last time you actually took me out? What was the last time we actually did something as a family? I'm like, oh my god, okay. This is turning into Game of Thrones of the 90s. <laughs> so, so, so basically we're at the end and I feel like, oh, we have to wrap everything up. So they have this fashion show mm-hmm. and then uh, Brian and Suellen, I guess they kind of Oh, let's also talk about the ice sculptures. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got one of Penny's friends to do it. And, and it was yeah, nice. Yeah. It was really nice. I love the whole Not entire guitar was it effect great, on but it. Like, and it, was it was fire. actually going to create <laughs> it. He like hits his thumb almost like um, like two hits into the ice. <laughs> and then he just starts taking a hammer right to the thing and just banging on it. And it mm-hmm. And it's like, if he's that artistic, this kid needs a different like career path. <laughs> it does and it was interesting because right, Kenny went to his friend. She's like, "Hey guys, can you help me clean up this house? And also, can you help like be like uh, what do you call them? Uh, valets for this uh, thing my sister's doing?" And they just can't seem to go along with it. Yeah, well, uh, so I also thought that was funny, but especially because he couldn't get them to give him a ride home. But yeah. he was so, but. Right, because he had to bribe them, but they were all cool. Because he had to bribe them. Right. And then working the party. but Which is weird, but okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, at that point, we were kind of like, maybe they're transforming because he is. You know, maybe they're probably. maturing. That could possibly be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, too, there's also oh, yeah, gold yeah, there, uh, too. Well That's friends. a big thing, though, too. 
And one of them uh, takes notice of Kenny because Kenny got rid of the mullet and she's like giving him eyes. And Nicole. CC Wellen designed a bunch of like trendy. Yep. I'm, I'm using the, I'm actually doing the, the, the finger quotes because <laughs> yeah. they're supposed to be outfits for bellhops. <laughs> And the bellhop outfits I thought were okay, but then one of them comes out yeah. as a nurse, and I'm like, there's no nurse that would ever dress up like this. The outfit's bright pink, and she's got this dumb hat, right. and, and like she has heels, and I'm like, no, she can't. You can't dress like that if you're going to work at a hospital. Absolutely not. Unless you're a porno <laughs> actress. Unless you're working But it was porn very industry, 90s, the whole thing. Very saying, 90s. In the 90s. Because of the bright colors, the <laughs> right. black stripes. Like, I think one of them was a referee. One was a boy scout. I would know? love like, to get the commentary of Christina Applegate watching this movie today. Oh, going, God, I would love Looking that. at that outfit, those outfits, and being like... Me too. We thought that looked great. Yeah, we were like, oh, we're killing we it, We approved guys. these awesome. things. And like you see, Kenny, he he looks at right. I could see her going. I would have been fired <laughs> that night. He, Kenny is watching the girl, um, Nicole, who is a uh, as the nurse, and he's like, "Oh man, I think I might be in love," because he is making eyes at her, and he's like into it. Uh, Carol and her lackey are there once again, trying to ruin Sue Ellen's day. But once again, Rose is just too flighty, and she's like, "Carol, you're being so vindictive and manipulative. Just grow up and like." moves on and also um sue ellen finally exposes gus as a creep to rose and i was like yay at least that's getting resolved yes yes i love the water gun scene makes it look like he beat himself down yeah and right or yeah or ejaculated (laughs) on himself for pre-ejaculation because even rose is like what happened here and he's like oh i was just playing Hey, how's it going, baby? <laughs> you know, trying to play it off and everything. And then, of course, you also have Carol that's there with the sleazy douchebag. Uh, right. And they remember whenever car. they pull up with the valet. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. And then, of course, Brian comes. <laughs> and then, as she's giving this big speech about how great the girls look during the fashion show and everything. And then, Brian, who she's kind of had this tiff with because she hasn't really told him what's going on in her life recently. And he starts announcing while she's in the middle of this giant party, like he doesn't see the 700 cars in her yard. I know. I don't think he even sees them, though. He He literally is like not paying attention because he's like, like you said, he's so like obsessed with getting back to her. And he's making this Mm -hmm. big announcement about how he doesn't care and he wants to make things right with this 17 year old (laughs) who's (laughs) at. Oh, the whole time. And the clown dog music is <laughs> actually playing, time. too, um, which makes it even funnier. A lot of people call Sue Ellen Swell, and he's calling her that, and I was wondering if people were like, who the heck is Swell? Like, getting really confused. And then, at the exact same time, guess who comes home? Oh, it's Mom, and she does not look happy. Talk about timing, though. Oh, I wanted to it was. Uh, hold on. There's. Remember whenever the mother oh, does yeah. check in with them, he goes, "Where's Mrs. Stark? <laughs> oh, she had a date." She and then there's also another time. Penny is. That uh, one was hilarious. 
<laughs> the yarn store. Oh, she went to the yarn That's store. That's because the mom did not buy the, the babysitter going on a date. I'm like, there's no way she's going to buy the giant doily. There's absolutely no way she's going to buy that. I feel but like I the doily is more realistic than the date with that. Is and she even <laughs> says she had a date with the mortician. <laughs> if you if you didn't catch that, she does. She says she literally says she's like she's like oh yeah she went on a date yeah I think oh she God. said he's a mortician like <laughs> now I, oh yeah I think she did I say that why the mom is mad however. I think she would have been more angry had it been one of those crazy teen parties you see in like eighties and nineties movies, like somebody's driven their car into the pool, something's on fire. But like this is an mm-hmm. elegant party. The kids are all dressed nice and everything. And honestly, she and the house is immaculate. Angry. She starts out really mad about it, and then like, and then like, right. Sue Ellen comes in and like moms her down. She's like, "We'll talk it's about amazing. this tomorrow. Don't worry about." Just go to I bed. I love that. Everybody just needs to chill out and go lay down, and tomorrow everything yeah. will, will be better. And she's like, and like mo- the mom would go to say something. She'd be like, tomorrow we'll talk like about it. She gives it her the, the mom look. Yeah, she gives totally. Her that mom look. And yeah, like, like, don't you try it. And then like it's so funny because like then like, <laughs> and like then the mom looks around the house and she's like, huh. And like it is kind of interesting. <laughs> like Sue Ellen has been busting her butt working lots of crazy hours all this time mm-hmm. and the house looks 10 times better than it ever did when mom was home oh yeah it look again it you wouldn't think this was the right. same house because it just looks so much nicer than it originally was like you guys might think we're exaggerating but like there was newspaper everywhere piles of clothing the kitchen was disgusting Oh yeah, the lawn was awful. The and lawn looked the horrible. Was caked in grime. It looked disgusting, but it looks like a completely different house. And well, like, you even um, see like when they when they start cleaning up the house, the kids are uh-huh. literally repainting the house. Yeah, like uh, the paint was chipping. It looked. It, it looks like a haunted actually. house if you think about and then, it. Like, it looks like created, a Texas like, this beautiful, like kind of fashion show walkway over the pool by the end of it like yeah it was a big change like now see when Suellen gets you know busted um rose it turns out that the fashion show was a success and rose is like i'm offering you a job and Suellen's like mm, no i think i'm gonna go to college and i was like see originally it's like i would have taken the job but it's like she wait no, she's still the job. 17 no she's she still so the job. Young, though who you cares she taken the job oh 1000 percent but she also learned a well, lot. Is true. Here's my right. She also learned also, a lot, right? though. So too. she got a job. I think early '90s, right? Making thirty. Oh, yeah. What was it? Thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Okay, mm-hmm. that's decent money now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And so back then, that was crazy money. Yeah, and that was like she's gonna go to college then. for the next, let's say, four to eight years, <clears throat> right? And. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, she's still not going to get a job making $35,000 a year. But here's the thing. The way That's they what I'm No, they would put her in the mail room. It seems like she, Rose is honest. like, you know, when you get out of college, I'll give you mm-hmm. a job. Like, Rose even says, let's do dinner sometime next week. So it seems like she and Rose are still going to have a relationship. Well, Rose also says, like, uh, she might know a uh, job that she could get her at Vassar afterwards, which is, like, mm-hmm. another fashion-type position but still she won't be as high up as she is right now so in my mind like 
to be able to skip the cost of going to school to have a better paying job, which in the 90s you could get away with much more easily than you could today. Experience was better than now you need a college degree to even get the experience. Mm -hmm. So I I just think Sue Ellen really just wasn't ready for all this and she just kind of wanted to, you know, go back to sort of being young. So I think that's why she didn't take the job. But then um, Kenny uh, was talking to like one of his friends and they're like, hey, you want to go like light one up? And he's like, nah, I actually got a date with Nicole, one of Sue Ellen's friends, and I'm actually going to start going back to classes. <laughs> I'm going to go into home ec. And I was kind of like, you know what? That's actually good for him because like mm-hmm. if you know how to cook, that's a big thing. Also, like, I mean, you can get jobs in the cooking industry and also it I'm is. just going to say this. People are attracted to someone who can cook. If you can cook and you're good at it, you're like a hundred times more attractive. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> but then um, as Sue Ellen right. and Brian make up, they decide and... like, oh, we're going to get back together. Mom comes back up and goes, hey, Swell. Um, yeah, Mom? But just one question. Where's the, the babysitter? babysitter? Oh, another thing, though, too, that Brian asked her, he goes, so, are you hiding anything else? No, that's pretty much it. All of a sudden, that's when she comes out there. And you know what? I looked at Rick and I was like, I would have been like, she (laughs) took that money and she disappeared after the first day and we didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Because I would not be like, oh, yeah, we might have accidentally murdered her a little. Exactly. And then dumped her on a mortuary stairway. Now, see, we don't know if they tell her the truth because then it's it's cuts back. It's over, yeah. It cuts back to the two guys who found the trunk, and it's right. he's like, oh, I'm gonna miss her, and the guy's like, you didn't even know her. It's like, oh, well, she left us. He's money. like, well, I'm gonna miss and her money. We see where they <laughs> <laughs> where they have so they have buried this woman, right. but since they don't know her name, they just buried her with what it said on the note. <laughs> Sweet oh. <laughs> Sweet old lady died of natural causes. Sweet old lady. Oh my gosh. It is. It's hilarious. Like, it's so. See, I, I love it. I wanted to originally hate this movie, but I was sitting there after I watched it. I'm like, this sort of gave me a weird sense of nostalgia because it's just so 90s. It is so 90s. In a way. Well, so, so I can't hate it. And so I hadn't seen exactly. it in so many years since the last time I watched it that, like, I forgot how 90s it was until I, like, started it up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, Christina Applegate, who's automatically to me, like, the picturesque of 90s, because she's also the ma- the daughter on uh, Married with Children. Oh, yeah. So, like I, like, I always picture her as, like, the very 90s actress. And then, like... And then, like, immediately it opens with even the girl, oh, all yeah, her girlfriends sure. who are all getting ready to go on their summer vacation, and they're all shopping, wearing all these vintage 90s clothes, and it's just... And they got the big hair uh-huh. and everything. The and picture it's like, of it just, 90s. Yeah, it just hits you with the 90s, so it's like, I'm not gonna say this is the best movie I've ever seen, oh, but I did oddly enjoy it. I had a lot of fun with this, like, more fun than I thought I would I have. I love it. Like, so... Yeah, I'm like um, at first I'm like I kind of want to hate this, I'm but I just can't because it's just so 90s. And also, I really like Christina Applegate, and I feel like she was probably the best actor in this entire thing. And I feel like she kind of had to sort of carry it, but I think she did a really good Agreed. job. So I would recommend this probably. 
Same. I recommend, you know, I haven't seen this movie in forever and everything, too, but I was so thrilled to actually see it on HBO Max. So I'm like, okay, I gotta watch this movie. I gotta review it and everything. But I didn't mm-hmm. just want it to be a male perspective on this. That makes sense. So I wanted it to actually have a female perspective on, on this film. Because of the fact with the sexual harassment, then of course the whole entire deal when you actually have the designing clothes, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm a guy. I don't know shit about design <laughs> for nothing. Okay? So, you know what I mean? I wanted to have a, a woman's output on this film as well, not just a male's out, male output. I love hearing women's perspectives. That's just me. I, I love hearing what women actually have to say. And also, too, for someone to actually see this woman working into the 90s in this business and stuff like that, that's what I wanted to hear from see, both of y'all I, on both of y'all's perspective and everything. And just me taking see, a step back a little bit, like I really enjoyed that. girl power movie because, you know, the real, like, plot is sort of Sue Ellen getting this, like, you know, getting this really good job, but also learning how to be, a, like, a mom in a way and maturing. So it's like, it kind of surprises you, like, you know, with her sort of mm-hmm. becoming this more mature character over the course of the movie. Well, and again, like you said, also, because women of power oh, for sure. aren't a common thing, even today. So oh, yeah. going to the 90s, even less so, and being mm-hmm. able to climb that that ladder, even Rose. Rose is so high up that ladder Corporate that lab. it's a power move, like... Oh yeah! Like to see a woman in that kind of position at all is shocking. Oh yeah, and you know, like the thing was is also I was kind of afraid there was going to be like, Um, oh, Rose is the boss, but like nobody respects her. But it is obvious that people do respect her. She may be a little flighty, but it's like she is the boss. Oh yeah, and she knows what she's doing for the part that is her job. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, I, I was just, you know, and like, again, I was just really happy that when Gus started being a creep, Sue Ellen didn't be like, oh, he's so mature and he's coming on to me. She's like, nope, this guy's a creep. I do not want this. So I was happy about that. Right. So my other question for y'all, what are some of y'all's favorite lines in the movie? I would probably if you had to pick one. say, oh, okay. I remember writing this down, but, um. I think this is like when they realize they don't have any food. The youngest girl goes, "Ah, oh, sweet, we can like eat Elvis." Oh, the dog. The dog. Uh, the dog like ran away. She's really funny. The little girl is actually really funny, but I feel like she doesn't get enough lines in the movie for how like funny she, she really is. Because she's uh, like she's a, a major tomboy. No. Like, she was the one where Mysteric um, dressed her up in the dress, the and the reason she hated it and is because she she was, like, dressed with a cap and, like, right. pants and a long sleeve shirt, so she obviously didn't want to be in the dress. And she, and mm-hmm. that part of the movie, actually, and it's not even that she says anything, actually, is actually going to be what a, my response to that is, is that she comes out of the room wearing that dress, and as Mysteric is walking down the stairs or whatever, she goes out, <laughs> she, she just flips her, her off. It's a reaction. Yeah. And then goes back into her room. It's so perfect. It's like, you know what? I think I would have done that. the same if some creepy lady forced me into clothes I didn't want to wear. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
All right. I'm glad that everybody had a good time watching this film. I'm glad that you guys actually joined this was me. A lot it's, of it's been this great. Was fun. To be honest Thank with you. you for I had a having lot of fun us. With you. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. You're very Thank welcome. You. You're both welcome anytime, of course, and everything. No, I see. And you as real. you can tell, Michelle, I'm not made up. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Remember? There's a little inside joke that uh, we have, Nicole, because of the meme that that Rick shared. (laughs) We're, uh... (laughs) right. (laughs) But really, it means in code that he's doing a podcast. I always love coming back on here. (laughs) So, but anyways. Oh, I love having you on, Nicole. Uh, I mean, it's been, you. I mean, it's actually great to actually have you on the show and also, too, of course, I'll try and find something else that you haven't sure, seen and have you back on, though, too. And I'll also have you back you guys on. You guys are going to hear more else. of me, so get used to me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so. Um, you can find me on my Tumblr. Where can everybody find you, Nicole? Goddess. And also, you'll find my Twitter through that, as well as my published stories. I recently published a short story called Mr. Boogie and Miss Spooky. It's about this little girl, her father's... <laughs> Her father sucks. He's terrible and awful. And one night, the monster from under her bed and the monster in her closet come and are like, hey, we're like your guardian angels and we're like going to help you. And I'm really proud of it because it was it was so much fun to write and create the monster. So if you guys are interested, you can go find it and read it. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And everybody, you can follow me at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite over there. For all your entertainment news, articles, and reviews and stuff like that, you can find us at MovieLoversUnite.com. We also have a GoFundMe page, so you guys can go on ahead and donate towards the show if you guys want to. Or you can go ahead and donate another way, which is BuyMeACoffee.com slash Movie Lovers. And then we also have a Patreon that we just started up. And Tamika and I are actually going to be doing a documentary series. We've got that going on for a Patreon, for a $10 Patreon, for a $5 Patreon. We actually have it where we're going to be reviewing like old classic movies, like from the 50s and 90s and stuff like that. And that's actually going to be our very first review is going to be Caesar. So which is actually an Italian mobster movie. So we're going to be doing that. And for a fifteen dollar, t- for a twenty dollar tier, you get all those plus a digital movie. So, you know, it's just my way of giving back to the community and everything, and saying thank you to everybody. And all- it's been a pleasure, guys. Like I said before, it's been a pleasure having you. And Good night. always, Yay. and until next time. <laughs>